For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to the Dodgers Nation post-game show. After the Dodgers lose the third straight game in this four-game series to the Atlanta Braves by a final score of 4-2. to two. And the Dodgers are failing this test against the Atlanta Braves. They look outmatched. The pitching did a really nice job tonight, save for that last thing. We're going to break it down. Alex Vesia, to me, cannot be trusted in a big spot like that. I wouldn't trust Alex Vesia to valet cars outside of Dodgers Stadium. I'll just be honest with you. 
you in a situation like that. First of all, you can't walk Murphy in that spot on four pitches. That is inexcusable. And then you throw a pitch middle-middle to Arcia. He hits a three-run shot, and the Braves get another home run. They have absolutely outslugged the Dodgers this series. They've outclutched the Dodgers this series. In L.A., they had tons of opportunities. They end up going three for 24 so far this series with runners in scoring position. Everyone said that this felt like a postseason series. Well, it's feeling like the postseason last year for the Dodgers. They're not getting clutch base hits when they need them. Their pitching has been okay at times. Other times not. Julio Urias, he didn't answer the bell yesterday. I thought Emmett Sheehan did a fine job today. I love the way he was challenging hitters in the zone. He had to change it. He had the slider working. I think he did a great job. He gave the bomb to Acuna Jr. there in the third inning, the hardest hit ball of the year, 121 miles per hour, but did a really nice job bouncing back, struck out Rowley, struck out Olsen after giving up that single to Ozzie Albies. And I think he really did his job. He had six strikeouts, three walks, went four innings. Then Shelby Miller, he looked really good, had two punch outs. Brazier, he did his thing as he always does. He gives him a good scoreless innings. Bruised our Gratterall, he pitched well. Evan Phillips, he goes an inning and two-thirds. And Alex Vezia, he goes an inning and a third, and he blows it. 22 pitches for Vezia, just 11 strikes. Alex Vezia is not it, okay? I will tell you, you cannot trust a guy with that level of command. I mean, he's wilder than a frat party during rush week, right? You just cannot trust a guy with that level of command in a big spot like that. I mean, when he's on, it's great. When he's working the edges, it's great. Changing eye levels, working up with the zone. Yeah, there are times where he does look serviceable, but to me, in a big spot in the postseason, I just do not trust Alex Vesia. To me, he is not a part of this trust tree. And look, you look at where the Dodgers were at and who they had available. And look, you didn't have any right-handers available. So I get it. I understand. I mean, Varlin, he went two innings last night through 39 pitches. All that was left was Caleb Ferguson and Victor Gonzalez, but yeah, I mean, both those guys in that spot, you're probably not going to feel that great about any of them, but just goes to show that the Dodgers, they definitely have a weakness when it comes to having a left-handed arm that you can truly trust, but let me get your big takeaways. What is your biggest takeaway? What is the number one reason why the Dodgers lost in this series, and does this series change how you feel about L.A. as far as the ride they were on. I mean, they had such a dominant month of August, and you look at how much success they had. It was really a historic August for this Dodgers team. And, yeah, I mean, you look at – I kind of missed that August Dodgers team, right? I mean, that Dodgers team was winning games. Competition wasn't always the best, but still, I mean, this Braves team, I think they've sent a message. I think you look at where this Dodgers team is right now and – yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting to see if they can salvage this tomorrow with Bobby Miller on the mound. But we have more takeaways. We're going to break down this entire game here on the Dodgers Nation post-game show. I'm still looking for those Mitchell out of half full takes, as we always do. Anytime it's a tough loss, we try to look at the Mitchell out of half full. And if you got a Mitchell out of half full take, drop that down below. we got uh, Fire Roberts with the hell is he thinking from DKM. We got Wilkin, Eugene, the Dodgers, uh, Ahmed Rosario, and Kike are cold of off lately. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the guys are cold. I mean, let's just be honest here. I mean, one of the big, the big moments in this game is the Dodgers. They had an opportunity. L.A. had them on the ropes early on. They had three straight innings where you get a leadoff man on base. And I think, really, you're going to look back and at this game and say to yourself, okay, the bottom of the third inning is where this game went south for the Dodgers. I mean, you had a leadoff double from Austin Barnes on his bobblehead night. Then Mookie Betts, he draws a walk. Freeman walks. And you have the bases loaded, no outs. And then Will Smith, he grounds into a double play. 
play. And that right there, you just cannot have that. And yes, you did get a run there, but that wasn't enough. Mookie ends up scoring and tying it at one. And then Max Muncy comes with runners in the corners and he flies out to end the inning. So they had a golden opportunity early in this game to really jump on the Braves, jump on Elder. And Elder, he's someone who ends up pitching a really nice game. He goes six innings, allowed five hits, just one earned run, four strikeouts and four walks. Dodgers did not take advantage of those walks. And unfortunately, this series, they just have not gotten it done offensively. And Freddie Freeman hasn't had a big series. Mookie had the big two home run game early on. And unfortunately, Acuna has just kind of outplayed him at this point. When you look at the success he's had, I mean, he hit another home run tonight. He had the grand slam in the first game. And tonight, Acuna goes one for five. But Mookie ends up going 0 for four, had three strikeouts. I think Mookie's out there trying to help this team. We know that this team goes as Mookie goes. That's something that we learned, not just from this series, but we've learned from his time with the Dodgers. I mean, if you look at the Dodgers record, when he scores a run, it's night and day different when he doesn't. I mean, this team goes goes as Mookie goes in. Typically, he's the guy that has a great awareness of the strike zone. He is not going to chase. But today was a different story. You saw multiple instances of him either taking strike three, chasing pitches out of the zone. It was very uncharacteristic from Marcus Lynn Betts, a guy who heading into this series was right there for the MVP. I still think he can win MVP. I don't think that three or four games against a Braves team, especially when you consider the first game he had a two-home run game, should eliminate him or anything like that. I think this MVP race is going to go down the wire. But one thing we learned from this series, the first thing I want to bring up is that this Braves team, from a pitching standpoint, from a hitting standpoint, they look like they're on another tier than the Dodgers right now. Let's just be honest about this. If you guys want sugar-coated stuff, turn to Sportsnet LA or something like that, where they're going to completely spin this for the Dodgers. You're not going to get that here. I'm trying to give you guys the truth, right? The rough, rugged, and raw here on the Dodgers Nation postgame show. And the reality is, yesterday, Julio Arias, he couldn't handle that Braves lineup. You saw the first game, Lance Lynn, he couldn't handle his Braves lineup. Today, I think the ultimate Michelada half full take is that you held this Braves lineup to one run through nine innings. And really, for the most part, the bullpen has done a nice job against his Braves team. I mean, Emmett Sheehan, Shelby Miller, Ryan Brazier, Bruce Dargrado, Evan Phillips, he's looking as elite as ever. They did their job. And Alex Vesia. I mean, an up-down for him, maybe not the best situation, and we saw what happened. You cannot walk a guy. Walks kill. Walks will kill you, and yes, you had first base open. I understand that, but Sean Murphy is someone that you really have to go out there and attack him. I mean, the lack of concentration, the lack of focus from Alex Vesey in that situation is utterly unacceptable. I mean, if you can't execute a pitch there against the Braves to at least get one strike, I mean, four straight balls in that situation, uh-uh, no way, Wilder than a frat party during rush week. Wouldn't trust him to Valley Park's, Park cards outside of Dodger Stadium with that approach and that feel right there. And then I think you look at this Dodgers team, the opportunities they had, we're going to get into that. But let's, I've been kind of going off here, so I want to definitely get to your comments. Do you guys, does this change how you feel about the Dodgers after this series? Do you think that this Braves team, who's going to be the first team in big league history, I mean, you talk about some of those great offenses, the Indians the of the mid-90s, the Yankees, the Murderers Row Yankees, all those teams, right? I mean, those are teams that didn't slug 500. This team is going to slug 500. They're probably going to pass the 2019 Twins and hit over 307 home runs, which is the current big league record. You have seven guys that have 
20 home runs or more. And I think for me, what really stands out is the quality towards the bottom of their lineup. And you've seen it this series. Look at Arcia, the guy who hits the three-run home run. He was batting right there towards the bottom of that lineup, and that is the quality that they get, and we know what they're going to get from the top guys. Even Alzi Albies, he goes two for four tonight. But for the most part, this Braves team, they go five for 33. I mean, if you can't beat this Braves team when they go five for 33, and you just scored two runs and just not even against their ace, I think it's tough sledding for this Dodgers team. I'm telling you, man, this uh, hopefully this is not a harbinger of bad things to come. But I also, my another takeaway you need to know is, J.D. Martinez, this team needs a healthy J.D. Martinez back. J.D. Martinez is absolutely essential to this team. They need him to be back in there, back in this lineup. And I think with J.D. Martinez, he's someone that's just so important to this team. And he's going to be on his way back. We're probably going to see him at the at, in, the, in the Dodgers' next road trip. And I, he's going to be in there. And I think if you look at J.D., he's someone who I was – Saw the other day when I was at the game yesterday. He's in the cage. He's looking good. He got his hair cut. He looks like he's ready to roll. But this team desperately needs him in that lineup. We got Nando 390. Dodgers are good because the NL West is trash. We got this is trash. The Dodgers bullying everyone else. But they took on a team, their own size and loss. They took their hearts off. Muncie failed to show up. Where do you work and get paid without showing up? from Jesus Morales. That's a fire take for sure. We got... Uh, by the way, if you haven't yet, even though the Dodgers lost, definitely hit that like button, guys. It helps out the show for sure. And this is your show. I'm just hosting at the Dodgers Nation postgame show. So definitely do that. If this is your first time watching the show, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. We got $2 from Michael Creo. This is reaffirmed to me that this rotation is not it. Michael Creo, I think that's a fair take. I think that we need to see more guys step up in this rotation. I think Lance Lynn, the home run ball, that reared its ugly head. I mean, 35 bombs against Lance Lynn this season. I mean, that is not good, especially when you consider that this is the team that you're most likely going to be matched up with in the NLCS. And then Friday, Julio Urias, who really was riding some nice starts. I mean, he was someone that was trending in the right direction, and then he has the bad inning there. He's up the bomb to Duvall in the Red Sox game, and then he follows that up. And just the command in the zone for Julio yesterday, the velocity down, the command on the slurve. I mean, he's leaving too many pitches middle-middle, and the reality is Julio Urias, from a velocity standpoint, from a pure stuff standpoint, is a guy that cannot get away with mistakes. His stuff is not good enough. It's not fast enough. It's not doesn't play up enough, especially against talented hitters like this Braves team. So I think that absolutely, Michael Creo is a big takeaway there. That's definitely a big takeaway. So I'm going to give that a big takeaway for sure that a comment of the game right there presented by our friends over at Hornigos. By the way, you are home with Dodgers Nation and Jimby, but one for 10 with runners in scoring position, 10 men left on base. And it wasn't just in that third inning. I mean, bottom of the second, leadoff double for David Peralta. He was one of the few Dodgers that had a good game tonight. David Peralta, he ends up going two for three. The only Dodger with multiple hits tonight and lead bottom of the second lead out double for Peralta and Hayward struck out looking Altman fly to short Altman Altman flied out and then Rojas he lined out so couldn't take advantage and top of the third inning we talked about the home run there by Ronald Acuna Jr. and yeah like I said I want to give credit I want to shine a little light on Emmett Sheehan 
But I'm going to give my Dodge Dog the game. Because I think you give up that home run there. And we've seen young pitchers, the wheels can fall off very quickly. You can turn off the road, you just dig, go smash right into a ditch, and your night's over. But no, he ends up giving up the single to Albies. Then he bounces back, and he strikes out Riley with a fastball away. Strikes out Olsen with a changeup away. So I think he was composed out there. I was really impressed going up against his Braves lineup. And you know that he was out there and competing. So, hey, you can live with that. I don't care if it was 121 miles per hour. It was an absolute piss missile. I mean, the guy got all of it. I mean, that baseball had a family, okay? Ron Acuna Jr., I don't appreciate that. But still, it's a solo shot. And I think he did a really nice job bouncing back. And I do want to give him some credit for that. Because I will die on this hill. I think we look at his explosive fastball. I would strongly consider using Emmett Sheehan in the postseason. I do think when you evaluate all these guys, We'll see who comes back. But I think that is the kind of fastball that plays up in the postseason. With the spin, with the run he has on it, I'm definitely big on Emmett Sheehan. I definitely think that he's someone that showed me something tonight in spite of this loss. I mean, I think he did a really nice job. But D-Max Father, what up, Pops? He says, this Braves team is insane. Sorry to say this team is playing for the World Series. Yeah, I mean, it's tough not to take that away from this series. I mean, this Braves team has been as advertised. You've seen the home runs, and really the home runs it's the reason why they won the first game, right? It's the reason why they won the second game. It's the reason why they won tonight. And this this Braves team, more than 50% of their runs come via that home run ball. And, hey, they also have other guys that can put the ball in play in their dynamic. You look at the bottom of that lineup, they're ferocious, 7-8-9. They lead in almost every single category, batting average, OPS, whatever metric you want to look at. Also, this team, lefties and righties, they have the top OPS versus both. So you look at, you got the righties in there, you got the Olsons, you got the Rileys. I mean, this lineup is absolutely ferocious. It's tough to, tough to navigate. There's really no breathing room, but the reality is this Dodgers team, they did it through nine innings, and it was Alex Vesia who unfortunately just could not get the job done. Obviously, I think this falls more so on this Dodgers offense, who this series, like I said, 3-for-24 with runners in scoring position. If you squint, you really almost feel like you're watching the NLDS all over. You just cannot get that big hit. Like I said, we need J.D. Martinez, the Dodgers. I don't know how you guys feel about saying we when it's you're referring to the team that you support. Some people are into it. Some people are not. For me, I feel like I'm the 27th man. I'm in that. I'm on the, on the Dodgers, okay? So, yeah, but uh, they need J.D. Martinez back, and umpire wasn't great. But, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, update on J.D. Martinez. By the way, J.D. Martinez is going to travel to Arizona on Sunday. He's going to be taking swings at Camelback Ranch on Monday. Then he's going to go to Texas, and he's going to join the OKC Dodgers, and he's going to be a part of their series against Sugarland. So it's going to be a very short rehab assignment for J.D. Martinez, but he's going to be back with the Dodgers in Washington when they take on the Nationals next weekend. So the good news is he's on the men. He's going to be back, and hopefully he can really find his rhythm and get hot heading into the postseason. But this team needs him. He is sorely missed. John Bleeds and Bluth, appreciate that. $5 on the Super Chat. That's going towards the Otani Fund. Agree with Ricky. Thank goodness for DMAC. Hey, Emar, appreciate you. Thank goodness for all you guys. I don't, know, I don't know what I would do without you guys after a tough loss. Letting off some steam because... I was hoping that you get out of this series and maybe you're two, three games back of the Braves and Mookie's building more MVP momentum. And at the very least, you're telling yourself that, hey, if these two teams meet up, you can feel pretty confident. And really the biggest takeaway from this series is Julio Rios pitch bad. And this Dodgers offense, 
I think if you're the big question I have when I'm evaluating this Dodgers team is how do they hit against elite pitching? How do they hit against better pitching? And how do they pitch against better hitting? So far, for the most part, save for the bright spots from the bullpen, they have failed that test from two of their key starters. They're going to be a part of their postseason rotation in Lance Lynn and Julio Arias. The Dodgers offense. Cold Wong, that was beautiful. Three-run home run last night. But Freddie Freeman, he has not played well. He has not hit well. Mookie, save for the first game, has not like the MVP. I don't know, says Will Smith ain't even trying. That's a that's a burn. And look, that cannot I ha look, I know that I don't want to be too hard on myself and talk about my doppelganger Will Smith, but the reality is Will Smith. I, it's almost like Will Smith after he slapped Chris Rock. He just disappeared for a while. We didn't know what happened to Will Smith. He wasn't in movies, wasn't in TV shows or commercials. Was like, what happened to Will Smith? Why he tried to see what's going on with his career. Since the All-Star break, Will Smith, if you look at his production, he has fallen off a cliff. I mean, Will Smith has 7-12 OPS. He did get an infield single late in this game, which is definitely a good sign. Four home runs since the All-Star break. So that OPS is down to 7-12. Now, just for a little context, it's 7-12 after the All-Star break. Before the All-Star break, it was at 8-90. Now, I don't know if this is a byproduct of Will Smith not getting as much time in the DH spot as he did last year because you have a full-time DH in J.D. Martinez. It does feel like he's gassed. It does feel like he is wearing down. So I think if you look at Will Smith right now, that's something you need to focus on because he just does not like himself. And Dave Roberts talked about it before the game today that it's a mechanical flaw right now and they're tinkering with those mechanics and addressing it because – the way he's developing a bad habit is if you look at his setup and his positioning, he's struggling against fastballs. and He's struggling against everything away in the zone, fastballs away. So I think they need to address that and find a way. D-Max Sun says, my dad wouldn't play catch with me. Hey, D, I'll play with D. We'll, we'll play catch later. We'll do like the Nerf ball, you know, where the Nerf sticks onto the thing. Uh, why was he told not to walk Acuna? That's from Nels. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting for sure. I think that's something where you're early enough in the game where you're going to be fine that situation. Can it be August again? Yeah, I miss those August Los Angeles Dodgers. That August Dodgers team was, was special. But I think, hey, we've seen this movie before. I mean, cool, it's fun, it's great. Yeah, we can win all these games in certain months. But, hey, let's let's try to win in the month of, I mean, Dodgers go 24 and five in August. And yeah, that was historic. I mean, 24 and five, that's insane. That was one short of the MLB record, but still you're Dodgers fans. You don't play for August. You play for October. And like I said, this series, I'm not going to say you have to recalibrate your expectations. I think this team right now is a team that should get out of the NLDS. I'm confident in saying that. But Braves, got to go to Atlanta for the first two with a shaky Julio Arias, a Kershaw that's been a little banged up and last start didn't look fantastic. This team, do you have to wonder, do they have a true ace that can carry you throughout the postseason right now? So I think that's the number one thing I'm looking at in the final few weeks of the season is does a starting pitcher emerge that you can trust? Right now, you could possibly say that if everything was on the line, maybe Bobby Miller has the best chance at going against his Braves offense and neutralizing him because of that triple-digit heat. I mean, I think that Bobby Miller in the postseason with the adrenaline, he might be the first guy ever to throw a 200-mile-per-hour fastball, okay? So I think it's going to be a very interesting conversation. I think that, yeah, they're – 
they have not won a game in the series, but subplot-wise, that's, to me, what tomorrow's about, is how does Bobby Miller fare coming off this this line going against this lineup. So we got one nine from swelling sausage. I need a ball of Hornitos after the first three. Yeah. Hey, look, look what I always say the Dodgers win. I drink if the Dodgers lose. I drink more. So that's a Hornitos comment of the game. We beat the Braves at home. Why was she in taking out in the fifth? He was dealing. I mean, that's kind of how they're managing him. John B bleeds blue $5. The Dodgers have a history of playing hot in the dog days of summer, but become cold during fall baseball. Hashtag. This is a long hashtag, John, but since you broke off $5, I'm absolutely going to read it. Let's pray for the Phillies to beat the Braves. That wasn't too long, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, baseball is weird. I mean, you could see the Cubs beat the Phillies and the Cubs going to run. You just never know with major league baseball, but on the same token, there's a part of me that kind of wants to see that Dodgers-Braves lineup because that Dodgers-Braves matchup just because it just feels like baseball needs a big series like that. It feels like we could use that trilogy. I know it's be careful what you wish for, but yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. But yeah, continue to break down this game. You got to talk about, yeah, top of the fourth. I mean, really nice job by Emmett Sheehan. Got that double play ball, just throwing those quality strikes. He was attacking the zone. Bottom of the fourth inning, get a leadoff single by Peralta. And then a few batters later, Rojas gets a two-out single. And then a 2-2 with Mookie Betts. Bases loaded. He swings at a ball that would have been ball four. And it rolls down the line, down the left field line. And then it trickles foul. Now, on the next pitch, you get a terrible call. You get a, a Stevie Wonder call there by the umpire because he's just blind. I mean, just absolutely making a call that was clearly two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten inches off the plate. I think that's disrespectful to a hitter of Mookie Betts' caliber. You just cannot have that. So he ends up taking strike three. And yes, you could argue that with two strikes, Mookie has to do a better job of protecting the plate in that situation. But if you go back and look at it, I mean, he's definitely off the plate right there. Then, yeah, you got to jump to... Yeah, bottom of the eight, Rosario, he takes a walk. He steals second. Then they walk Kike Hernandez. And then James Alvin, he strikes out on a breaking ball away from A.J. Minter. Really nice pitch right there, and that ends the threat. So not a great night for James Alvin at the plate. And then top of the 10th inning, Ozuna, he pops out. Runners on second, and that goes for the first out. Then Rosario, he hits a lazy fly ball to Mookie Betts. And a really great job for Mookie to unleash and make sure that no one tags up. So you saw him flash the cannon there. And then he walks Murphy on four pitches. I've talked about that ad nauseum already, but that's inexcusable. The concentration, the focus, you had to go out there and find a way to throw strikes. And then Arcia first pitch, three-run bomb. And if you look at that pitch, it's right down Broadway. Middle, middle, he crushes it. That puts the Braves up 4-1. Bottom of the 10th, Will Smith gets a one-out infield single. Runners on the corners. Max Muncy, he flies the center. It's been like the almost, save for yesterday, or save for uh, a few nights ago, and Muncy hit that home run. I mean, it's been a lot of almost home runs where Muncy just missed it. And then Mookie, he scores there. But Rosario ends up striking out to end the game. So, yeah, I mean, look, should Vessi have been in there to give up the walk and the bomb? I mean, yeah, I mean, there's just not, there was no one really left. I mean, Vessia. He got Matt Olson to pop out to end the ninth inning, and he gets the first two batters in the tenth. Then he walked to to Sean Murphy. I will say, in Vestia's defense, I mean, uh, Sean Murphy, he snapped 
a a streak there of 19 straight Braves that were retired by Dodgers pitchers. So that's how well the Dodgers pitched this game. At, they had retired 19 straight batters going all the way back to the fourth inning. So they did a really nice job. And then, yeah, I mean, he absolutely obliterates that ball. And like I said, I'm looking at the at it right here. And that's just middle, middle, man. I mean, you cannot tee up any better than that for a big league hitter. He got all of it. It's 10 rows deep in the pavilion. And, yeah, I mean, go ahead, three-run home run right there. And, yeah, the Dodgers bullpen this series, they had been outstanding. That's definitely one of the Mitch Lotta half full takes right there. This series, going into that 10th inning, the Dodgers' bullpen had allowed just two runs, one earned in 13 and two-thirds innings of work. So they had had a ton of success against his potent Braves lineup. It's just the starting pitching in the first two games that did not answer the bell. And I think Sheehan gives it the one run in four innings. You'll live with that. So, yeah, I mean, it was definitely an unfortunate game and really what it came down to is Doc only had two options man I mean the Advesia they could stay in the game or you get a Caleb Ferguson and Victor Gonzalez at that point you got to pick your poison it's kind of the battle of mid into it in a sense there but yeah, I mean, Vesey's already in the game, and I guess you just kind of roll with it. But still, I mean, I think the other big takeaway here is the Dodgers, they need their pieces back, man. You need Joe Kelly back. You need Yancey Almonte back. And Joe Kelly, he is – I was at the game, got some little info on him that he is definitely on the way back. I mean, he's got that forearm, that elbow inflammation. He's going to need a rehab assignment, though, before he makes it all the way back. I mean, Michael Grove, he's supposed to pitch for OKC at some point at the beginning of next week. And Dave Roberts said that Michael Grove is someone who is definitely going to fit in and factor into this bullpen in the national series. So he said that before the game. So, yeah, I mean, look, this current Dodgers bullpen isn't the Dodgers bullpen that you're going to see. And in most cases, you would have had another option, another right-handed option. But with the injuries as it stands, they just didn't have it. So I think knowing that, that's when you have to put this loss on this Dodgers offense that just wasn't able to get it done. But, yeah, I want to give a lot of credit to who's your Dodger dog of the game. But, yeah, let's do some more takes right here because, yeah, I know you guys are, 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 are popping off down here in the comment section then we'll let you guys enjoy the rest of your saturday night here we'll be back with you guys tomorrow braves 2020 was a joke yes we got dmac son lol we got uh not banged up kershaw lol that's right dmac what up angel over there we got victor banos we missed joe kelly to pitch inside the cunha there you go that's a fire take take. Uh, we got anthony keen braves losing to the phillies in the alds you heard it here first okay that's a comment of the game from anthony keen Trusting, I mean, look, I mean, with the Phillies, when you have a high-velocity bullpen and a top-heavy rotation and dangerous hitters, by the way, Trey Turner, say what you want about Trey Turner, OPS over 1,000 in the month of August, and he's been hotter than the devil's armpit. So, yeah, that team, he feels like they're going to peak at the right time. So, not a totally outrageous take, especially when we saw it last year. We got uh, Mickey Mouse failures, I don't know, my super chat question. What up, Devin? Uh, I'm in... No confident right now. I'm sad you're not confident. You said, come on, K-Shaw will step up. That's from Angel. D-Mag, my son, D-Mag could hit better than Will Smith. That's a fire, fire take. D-Mag, we love this honest opinion you give on your channel. Very professionally done. Thank you, Anthony. 
Anthony Ferguson over on YouTube. Appreciate all your guys' takes as well. That uh, Nando 390. I read I read it, but I'm not going to read it, okay? Nando. Nando. Yo, you're the reason why I made the bruh, bud. <laughs> you're the best, though, my man. Uh, DMAC. Could you imagine the Cubs win all? We got Hugo Dominguez. The good thing about the humbling loss is it takes the attention away from the Dodgers. They're terrible under pressure. That's an interesting take. That's an interesting take. I just think, really, you talk matchup, you talk the intangibles. I think at the end of the day, really, it just comes down to matchups and how these players are currently faring. I mean, when you have as hot of an August as Mookie Betts had, Mookie Betts was insane in August. Literally one of the best stretches we have ever seen. It's You're not going to sustain that. I mean, you're going to come down to earth to some extent. And we saw it. Mookie had literally, literally in August, Mookie had a 3F4. Okay, a 3F4 in August alone. I mean, he was ridiculous. He had 51 hits in August. That's the most hits in a month in Dodgers history. So he was unbelievable. He had 455. He had 51 hits. Had 11 home runs. I mean, he was just the third player since 1900 to have a 450 average with 50 hits and 10 home runs in a single month. Joining, I don't know, some guys named Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. Okay, so... At some point, you're going to come down from that, and really it's just about getting somewhere near that as we enter the postseason run. So, yeah, and tonight, though, like I said, one of my big takeaways, another big takeaway I have tonight, third big takeaway is Mookie was pressing. He definitely was pressing. So, one, starting pitching first two games hasn't been great. It's led to the losses. Two, the Braves' home run is real. They're absolutely dangerous. Three, Mookie pressing tonight. Four, need the bullpen we're going to get back when we are in the postseason. Guys like Joe Kelly, Yancey, who knows who else will return. Some of these other injured guys. Will Walker Buehler be a part of the bullpen? Will Daniel Hudson? So, I mean, this bullpen is definitely going to have to take shape, and this is not the bullpen that we're going to see. And still, like I said earlier, before that 10th inning, the Dodgers' Pentagon 13 and two-thirds innings. They had retired 19 straight Braves at one point during this game, so they for the most part, have pitched very well. And then also, five, J.D. Martinez. Need him back in a big way. But let's keep reading those chats, and we'll let you guys go. We're going to do a quick show tonight because we're going to be back tomorrow. Um, had Braves money line. That's from Eli Lopez. Take. We got Don't Talk Ish about my Dodgers brother. Z got rep. We got uh, Austin Barnes bobblehead can hit better than Barnes. Nando. Hey, man, he had a double tonight, man. Come on now. He's a hitting machine. Uh, we got the Braves are good, but none of these games have been blowouts. Glass half full. Okay, guy one. There's your glass half full. Mitch half full. Take, I like that. Yeah, and that's a great point. I mean, they could have won tonight. They could easily won tonight. They pitched well enough to win tonight. They just didn't execute well enough on offense. And on Thursday, they came all the way back. They almost won. I mean, Max Muncy, that changeup, if you got more of the bat, I mean, you're talking about just a couple centimeters, a little to the left or right, you're talking about a three-run shot there. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely the way to put it. Yesterday really was the one that was just out of reach, and you saw that. Uh, what up, David Sabatini? Rock with us from New York City, or New York. I'm not sure where in New York. Let me know. But this series has been a 1-800-LMAO. That's from Ethan over on YouTube. Bruh. That's a bruh. bruh. That's actually a finish. I don't know. Just pushing buttons at this point. Remember when the season started, it was supposed to be the Mets and Padres playing the role for the Dodgers 
and Braves. MLB is very cross for Mr. Seabat. Yeah, it's great. I mean, still, when you kind of reflect and you put the season into perspective, it does kind of feel like they're playing with house money based on the expectations, but you guys are knowers of ball, and you know how much talent was already on this roster. And look, I mean, when you have a payroll like the Dodgers have, it's tough to kind of paint the narrative that they're this underdog little engine that could type franchise. You've got Lucas Dmack. You think it's time to slow down on the reclamation project and start committing to studs. I think Lucas Benitez, you want a combination of both. I think it's a fantastic question, Lucas, over on YouTube. I think you want a combination of both because the reason they get these reclamation projects is because if you go to any MLB circle out there, if you go to any franchise out there, if you go to agent circles, player circles, they know that when you join the Dodgers, that they are going to get to the bottom of your struggles. They're going to put action into your mechanics, and they're going to try different things to get you back on track. It's not like they're just going to trade for a player and say, okay, hopefully a change of scenery and you figure things out. No, there's a plan in place. There's analytics. There's iPads and video study and reviews, and it's so in-depth with this organization. Just look at Colton Wong. Colton Wong has already said that they helped him with some mechanical stuff. This season, look at J.D. Martinez getting back on track, and a lot of that credit goes to him and Robert Van Skoyak, who just happened to be the Dodgers hitting coach that helped revamp his swing and turn him into one of the best hitters over the last decade. But you look at Jason Hayward, David Peralta. I mean, you even look at James Alman when you consider that he's a rookie that's had success. So, as far as the reclamation projects, I think you want to still be selective, and you want to say okay if we can get guys on one-year deals or on very uh, team-friendly contracts I think you definitely take flyers on those guys but you do that knowing that if you take some off from them then you're going to pour that money into a premium player at a premium position so I think it's a way to supplement this roster and that they develop such an organization that can do that that I still think you do it you're not going to bat a thousand it just asked Noah Syndergaard, Thor the Thud. But still, I do think that you just have to be selective. I think ideally you get your young players continue to emerge and you hope that they figure some things out and then you make great free agent signings. The reality is for the most part, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, I mean, for the most part, this team has made really elite free agent signings. I think Chris Taylor, as much as I love the guy, Four years, $60 million, still a below average bat at the end of the day. But, uh, yeah, a couple more here we got. Fire Roberts. Who cares about the power rankings? How did that work next year? Amen, Roy Estrada. ESPN should have shown Philly Brew Crew. Why show Judge and Bums versus the Astros? Yeah, I mean, I can't believe this game hasn't been flexed. Diane Schroeder, what up, Diane? Yeah, I agree, but I don't know if I trust them in the playoffs, but we have no choice. Yeah, we have no choice, man. I'm ready to get hurt again. I don't like the words of the great Michael Scott from the office. Dodgers starters are shaky. I'm sorry, but Almonte stinks. He was starting to turn the corner a little bit. I would agree. I wouldn't completely trust him, but, I mean, he's definitely another arm you have to consider that definitely adds some depth. So that's... It's just kind of another way to look at, but he's someone that definitely you want to see some more out of, though. I would agree with you on that one. But yeah, to me, you got to give you got to give Emmett Sheehan the credit. I mean, 18 swinging strikes for Sheehan. I mean, that was his career high. It was the sixth most for a Dodgers pitcher this year. And the only run he allowed was to a guy who's one of the best players, if not the best player on the planet in the National League. And Ron Acuna Jr. hit it one 121.2 miles per hour. I mean, geez, that ball had a family. I can't believe he did that. But, yeah, I mean, you got to give him uh, credit for that one. I mean, three home runs 
for Ronald Acuna Jr. this series. And I hate to admit it, but he has outplayed Marcus Lynn Betts. And you guys know, I just have to give you guys the truth. I'm the 100 uh, emoji, man. That's what I try to be. I'm a living, breathing 100 emoji. But uh, also, yeah, got to give credit to Austin Barnes. Since July 26, how about this? The, by the way, that's that's a thing. Okay, bobblehead night is a thing. Okay, we need to just bring back another Will Smith bobblehead night, right? I mean, bobblehead night is a thing. Since July 26, Austin Barnes has 14 hits in his last 40 at-bats. He's slashing 350, 395, 475. He had three hits, two doubles. He had a walk on Tuesday against Arizona. And then... Yeah, I mean, he he's someone that's definitely had a much better go of it of late. But, yep, guys, that is going to do it for the Dodgers Nation postgame show. Thanks for rocking with us. As always, we'll do a couple more comments here. We've got some super chats. we got Nora Ortega. Pictures of the 2020 team disappointing except Kershaw. John Bleeds Blue, do you think it's time for the robo-um in Major League Baseball? Mookie's at-bat was a game-changer today. John Bleeding Blue, I think at the very least, and I've – been on this for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years now. Is that look? Yes, you need at the very least the ability to challenge two or three strikes per game. And there's no doubt about it that in that situation, that Dave Roberts would have challenged that call and it would have been overturned and it would have been ball four. So in that situation, I think absolutely. Because guess what? I don't care if the umpire had reservations to the palm or the umpire had reservations to his favorite restaurant or this is someone that thinks that everyone came out to watch the ump show. That's a bad call. And a lot of times it's the positioning of the umpire relative to the hitter. And really, I think you're doing them a disservice by making them the punching bag when the reality is they're have a, they have an obstructed vision and they're not going to be perfect. They're going to miss calls. And the reality is they need to benefit from technology. If this was the NFL, if this was the National Football League, you would have robo-umps a decade ago. If this was the NBA, you would have robo-umps probably 15 years ago. But Major League Baseball, they're old-fashioned. They do things 5, 10 years too late, and that's just the reality. They are a BlackBerry living in an iPhone world, right? In Major League Baseball, sometimes it takes them too long they're a very stubborn old organization and that's just the brass tax man uh going to the game tomorrow to watch bobby dominate yeah mitch lot have full tomorrow's miller time baby uh we got uh what up all around lacy 127 uh diane schroeder mookie is swinging everything around the plate tonight totally wild yeah diane not a great night for mookie at the plate adolf lopez we simply don't have the pitching this year dmac what's the point if you score six runs if your pitching gives up seven and that's a fair point but i mean point to the bullpen the bullpen showed you something not just tonight but throughout this series and i think you just need to see if you can get Julio Urias back on track. I mean, that's the number one thing. And at this point, with the velocity dipping like it has, I mean, it's definitely something that you can't guarantee. I mean, talking about a guy who's an ERA at almost five, and he's your opening day starter. He was someone that finished in the top three in the NL Cy Young Award, a guy that we're talking about for 200-plus million-dollar contracts. Right? I mean, a lot has changed from the start of the season up until now for Julio Urias. But we got all those hits to the head, Will Smith moving slow in motion. I got jams. You know what? You know, I mean, 
I don't know if you're being tongue in cheek, but I mean, I, you wonder. I mean, you. I think it's a fatigue thing. He does not look like the same thing, same player out there. Mike M. Dmx said it. How the Dodgers play against top pitchers and how their pitchers perform against top hitters. You have your answer. Yeah, there you go, Mike M. I agree. But that's gonna do it, guys. We can talk Dodger baseball for, with you guys all night long. We got Anthony. We got a couple more here. Yarbrough should be starting. Yeah, I mean Yarbrough. He hasn't started yet, but he's someone. He had four scores last start. Don't forget Ryan Pepio. So we'll talk about the bullpen tomorrow. We got nine nine cents. Thinking face, thanks 818. We got to Vesia. Just was in one batter too many. This wasn't bad. It's just one game. Scarlet in blue. I mean, I don't know. I think you look at Alex Vesia on the year. He's has ups and downs. He has been better of late. But I mean, he was really bad to start the season. Then he started trending in the right direction. But I mean, if you look at his results in August, he definitely was solid at 279 ERA, a 1.8 ERA in July. It's just a situation where this is a big spot. And even against, I mean, it's a big spot, right? And three earned runs his last nine, two thirds. That isn't bad. So I definitely would probably take him over Vigon and Caleb Ferguson in certain situations. But I think the reality is you don't have a left-handed reliever that you can fully trust. That's just the reality of the situation. But a uh, couple more here, guys. But thanks for rocking with us here on the Dodgers Nation post-game show. Dodgers won't pay Urias $200 million. I agree with you on that. We got uh, Miss JD, absolutely. But thanks, guys. As always, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Dodgers Nation post-game show. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. Remember, that's bring us together quite like Dodger baseball. We got Mr. Seabad, no Messia with Vesia. He'll be back for Mr. Seabad. That's a that's a common fight. We got Will Smith is tired, especially what we have is his backup catcher. Padres come back for the Dodgers. These losses could be a blessing in disguise. Don't want to peak too soon. I'd be stroking. I like that take. Mitch Lotta have full. But that's going to do it, guys. See you guys next time. Remember, that brings us together quite like Dodger baseball. And until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas bring them home for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.